Hello everyone and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kenicky. Today's show is on Pushmo and the other push, pull, yeah, crash, stretch, mows, all the mows. And my guest is Johnny Amazich. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Chase. Good to have you back. Good to be here. I feel like we just did this with one other person last <laughs> night. Yes, yeah, we uh, we recently did our, our weekly podcast, Cat in the Casual Hour, um, with our with our friend and friend of the show and guest, some occasional guest on this show, Bobby Pease. Uh, but in another way, we kind of did this, this two-man thing, not too long ago either. I think it was only a couple episodes ago that we did our Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was a fun episode. I brought you on before that, didn't I? Or was that your first? I think I know that we've was talked my first about time. it. Okay, we've talked about like a there dozen games. Other episodes in the pipeline. That yes, we have they're yet all... to play the games required to record those. <laughs> they're all in the Gamers on the Go vault, which I'm sure we'll unlock very soon. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, yes, you you actually brought this one to me, where you said, "Hey, would you want to do a show on Pushmo?" And I'm like, "God damn, yeah. yeah, God damn right, I would." Uh, well. You were the one that recommended Pushmo to me uh, when I got my, my 3DS for Christmas mm-hmm. four years ago or so. What, and what kind of 3DS is that? It is a, it's a new, quote-unquote, new Nintendo 3DS XL, the Yoshi edition. Very nice. Uh, came yeah, with Super Mario clean. World pre-installed. Yeah, I keep it in a nice leather pouch that someone at uh, my old job gave to me whenever they traded theirs in. Uh I don't know what... Oh, Persona Q2 is in the cartridge slot right now. Mm, um, yes. You've, you've gotten further in Persona Q2 than I have. I have played mine is about five still, minutes. Wow, then you're way ahead of me, because mine is still in the plastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's on my coffee table, just continuing to taunt me, saying, you should have played me before you did your best 3DS games of all time episode. Mm. And I'm like, nah, I'm probably fine. Yeah, you've, you're probably good. Um, but yeah, this... Um, <laughs> felt right to do another 3ds game episode with you because you and i often talk about what a fantastic system it is um one of the best one of the best one of the best libraries of games available on this platform Uh, and if you're interested in hearing the best games in that best library then go to our last episode where magic air and i that's wow that that this is a lot of podcasts yeah, it was a lot of podcasts. Look, that was man, cracking three hours. If I can listen to uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which those episodes are like six hours. Mm, yeah, uh, like that's fair. A short episode of six hours. Maybe I should change this podcast name to like Hardcore Video Game History or something like that for the amount I talk. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Pushmo, 3DS, good stuff. And uh, I was I was excited to talk about this. Pushmo... Um, actually had a, a number of games come out on the 3DS and one on the Wii U. We're going to talk a little bit about all of them, but we're going to mainly focus on Pushmo because that's the one you've played and that's the best one and probably the only one you should care about. So that's what we're going to discuss so I've on heard, this yes. episode. Um, let, let's just get started. Let's get into it. So Pushmo, um, although Pushmo has a weird naming convention in that it's called different things everywhere. And I would suggest that we get the worst names here in America. We do. Like I, I, it sounds good. I like the name Pushmo as a, as a name. It rolls off the tongue real well. But that is not what you do in the game. You are pulling more than pushing in this game. 
So in uh, European countries and in Australia, the game is actually called Pull Blocks, P-U-L-L-B-L-O-X, and I love that. That's it's a good thing. That's that's more accurate to what the game is. Uh, it, it doesn't yeah. sound as good as Pushmo, no. but it's, it's absolutely more accurate. You know what you'll be doing. Sure. And even the Japanese version uh, has uh, an equally accurate name. It's called uh, Hikuosu, which means pull-push. That, that's the yeah. game. Like the, that is the game. You're pulling and pushing. Uh, it's an eShop-only puzzle game, downloadable game, made by Intelligent Systems, came out in 2011 here in the States, and was exclusively for the 3DS. Um, it this is a really fun little puzzle game and I think it comes from an era I don't know if it necessarily started the era I think Pushmo beats out Box Boy I think, I think it came out earlier than Box Boy but it, it was around the same time and I feel like this is when this is an era of Nintendo where they gave their second party developers their, their partners uh, a little bit more freedom in, to, yeah, experiment. Yeah, uh, Box Boy way later. Uh, okay, about four years came out in oh, January okay. 2015. Then I then I feel very good about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had this one game was made by Intelligent Systems, who we know from Fire Emblem fame, from WarioWare fame, uh, Paper Mario series. They they've worked on uh, the good ones and the bad ones. <laughs> um, but uh, Intelligent Systems, one of my favorite gaming mm-hmm. developers of all time, probably solely because of Fire Emblem and Advance Wars. Uh, but uh, how, how, what else do you know about Intelligent Systems? What, what games of theirs have you played? Uh, I mean, other than uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, mm-hmm. Three Houses. <laughs> three Houses. Um, the other one, Shadows of Valentia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have played Advance Wars a little bit on my GBA. Uh, Pushmo. I haven't played Chase. I've never played a Paper Mario game, so I know. Are you gonna Are you gonna play the Origami King? Uh, absolutely. Out yeah, next I'll, month? Be, I'll be picking that up for sure. Cool. Um, I, I still think the first Paper Mario is my favorite. I know a lot of people love the second one, Thousand Year Door. I I didn't put enough time into it to really know, and I was kind of done playing my GameCube when that came came out, but. Uh, the other ones have all been pretty middling mediocre middling yeah like super paper mario came out for the wii and it just wasn't an rpg it it was kind of like a story-based platformer thing and it just wasn't that's not what i was coming to that that series for and then all the other games and it kind of mixed into the to the mario and luigi games that were trying to get some of that rpg style back and they had a lot of similar dna even though they were made by two different studios. And it seemed like the Paper Mario games were always trying a different gimmick at that point. So we had Sticker yeah. Star on the 3DS that all, all your attacks were basically these consumables, and that kind of was bad. Um, and then you had um, oh, uh, Color Splash on the Wii U, and that game had some questionable combat in it as well. Uh, Origami King looks cool, but it also has its own gimmick in like this ring style combat that you. I think it looks so interesting. Sure, I mean it looks gorgeous, and and I think the gimmick of the of the combat could be cool and could be fun, and I hope it is because I I really want to go back and enjoy more of that series. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so Intelligent Systems, one of one of my favorite. Hey Chase, I found your podcast. Uh, and. 
so then, like, this game came out in 2011. Uh, it starred a little... Yeah, I don't even know what the hell this guy is. Like, he, he's, a, he's got, like, a sumo suit. Like, he's got the sumo sack. He's almost cupie. Yeah, he, he's bit. got a little cupie in him. Um, but his name is Malo, which is confusing if you played uh, Mario RPG, or Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Because he's not that Malo. He's a different Malo. Uh, but, but basically, you're just you're just like this little chunky, round, tuft of dude. <laughs> and, He's pretty uh, cute. I I has he made an appearance in Smash Brothers at all? Like as an assist? Not a, no. Probably like a sticker, maybe. Nope. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, he might have been like a sticker or a trophy, or, or something like that. Or, or in the new one, like one of the spirits maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've seen him in there, but that, that seems like something they would do. Um, but uh, basically the, the puzzle element of this game is you'll have a flat uh, a flat vertical picture. Uh, it looks like pixel art, more or less. Like It's, it's all made up of, mm -hmm. of kind of square units. And there will be, it'll just be this big flat picture with these different colors uh, and Malo can go to the this basically wall of of shapes, and he can pull out individual shapes, and and he can pull those things out by three units, mm -hmm. like three three times yeah. he can pull it out, and he can push them back in as well. Um, but then Malo can also jump one one unit of height, so he's able to like jump and stair step on these things. So the idea, like. Um, <laughs> like if you're uh, like if you were a little kid trying to get to the cookie jar on the on the counter, you'd pull out the bottom shelf, uh, mm -hmm. bottom drawer, and, and then you pull out the it. middle drawer just a little bit less so you can stair step up, and then the next one a little bit less. That's that's basically what Pushmo is, where you're taking these different shapes, pulling them out at different uh, at different lengths so you can kind of stair step up to the top, because for some reason there are children hidden <laughs> at the top of all of these puzzles. All these children just decided to run into the Pushmo Park with all these puzzles in them, and somehow every single one of them got trapped, and Malo needs to help find it's them. It's a terrible tragedy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we had we had children stuck in story. wells, we had children stuck in caves, and now we have children stuck in Pushmos, and it's, it's glad, I'm glad that we have heroes out there like Malo to come to their rescue. Jeez. Um, so that like that is basically the game. They throw a couple of other mechanics in there. There are some buttons that Malo can jump on to pull out all of the the. Oh, sorry, let me go back a little bit. When you're when you're pulling out these shapes, everything of a specific color in like a localized region can be pulled out, uh, and and then so you could have things of the same color but they are separated by a, a different block with a different color on it. So you're not pulling out all of the black blocks at the same time. You're just pulling out this one section of black blocks, and then you can go up and pull this next section of red blocks out. But there are buttons in the game that Malo can jump on. They show up as you progress and get better at, at the different mechanics, the different ways that they pile on little, little features, little techniques. Um, it actually reminds me a lot of another game that came out af after, definitely after, uh, which is Catherine, where, where that game yeah. is all about pulling out blocks. 
but they would teach you little techniques. You could you could talk to these sheep dudes, and they go, "Hey, well, did you ever think about pulling out a block this way?" And then mm-hmm. that helps you uh, think about think about that. Now you can go up this side, and then that side, and then this other side. Crazy, right? Um, and Pushmo kind of does similar things, where it's like, "Hey, did you know that you could actually push in blocks to to make another block." available to you that now you can pull out and that'll help you get up to a higher level. Uh, so they, they teach you little things like that. But these buttons will allow you to, to pull out all of a, a single color. So all the black blocks in, in one of these walls or all the red blocks. And I think actually there are also buttons that allow you to shove them all back in as well. Um, so that's one of the, the extra mechanics they jump on. And then there's another one that they pile on that is these manholes. And if you pull out the block that has the manhole and like a little ladder that goes down it, that's basically a portal. And yep. then you can like go down that and pop out another area. Yeah, I remember when I first started playing this game and was breezing through it. And when they first introduced the manhole thing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. This isn't as simple as I thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> but it does add a, an extra layer of uh, complexity and having to think just a little bit more about where you're placing the pieces as you pull them out. Right. Um, like it, it adds... It, it's both, though. It like adds complexity, but also a little bit of simplicity of... Because it depends on how it's utilized. Sometimes it can just be... It's almost like a little mini level. Mm-hmm. Okay, I all I had to do was get all these blocks arranged to get into this one portal manhole thing and now that takes me to a completely separate part of this this map this this puzzle and now i don't have to worry about anything on the bottom anymore like now i'm up higher this is like a new challenge so it can just kind of like be a fresh start but then some of the later levels get really devious and have you going back and forth through through these manholes it's like, okay, well, I need to go through here so I can pull these couple blocks, and then I need to go back the way I came so then I can go up a different path, and now those blocks are available to me to cross that path, and I can keep going up. Uh, so it, it definitely can can be a double-edged sword for for the mechanics in that. And, and I think that's where Pushmo's real strength is, is just how they are able to iterate on pretty basic, simple mechanics... Yeah, and find ways of just making things devilishly difficult when it seems like it should be real easy. Okay, you pull out one three, you pull out one two, you pull out the, the last one one, and then you can just, like, it's a stair step. It's it's just stair steps. It's easy, right? It's like, no, it, there's more yeah. to it than that. Well, well, then there's some that you think, you look at it, you're like, well, this looks entirely too freaking complicated. How will I ever finish this? And it's not. And then there are ones you look at, and you're like, oh, this is no problem. <laughs> And uh, I think I got stuck on a couple that were deceptively designed. And, sure. made, like, I thought I'd get through it in 30 seconds. And I ended up having to put my 3DS away because I was going to do frustrated. <laughs> well, there is a size limit to these puzzles. So they are, they, they can get pretty big, though. They are, they are like these big, basically pixel boards. And, and, some of those later ones, there are just so many different little shapes to that are red herrings or that you have to pull out to get to a different thing. And it's... I found it to be just this perfectly ramping challenge. I, I thought it had a really nice difficulty curve in the levels that they give you. 
Uh, and then I believe it also had some kind of themed levels where it almost gets into more like a Picross kind mm-hmm. of thing where it's like, okay, hey, this is this shape is made out of pixels, so what can we do with it? Okay, let's make this one look like a hamburger. It's a cat. And now you're after climbing up yeah. a hamburger. Yes, you're climbing up this this cat shape. Uh, and, and those are all... Like that that's a fun little thing that they add that just kind of keeps things fresh. There's even but, one shaped like a 3DS. That's yeah. that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. <laughs> but I think what's the the best part about this game is that there are a ton of levels in this game. I can't remember exactly how many. I think it's something like 200, 250, something in that mm-hmm. range. It, it's quite a few. You're going to you're going to be there a while just beating what's there. But even after you've beaten what's there, the real meat of this game, I think, starts where you get access to the Pushmo Studio. And it's... Johnny, you know that game Mario Maker? Uh, I'm not familiar, Chase. Okay, well, it's a, it's a game where you basically build Mario levels. It was oh, on the Wii U. Mario Maker. Yeah, yeah, Super Mario Maker. Got right, it, okay. Right. That's, that's right. the problem, yeah. <laughs> um, Pushmo... I'm not going to say it it pioneered this, because there were certainly other games that had level creators in it, but from a Nintendo standpoint, I think this this game might have been a good inspiration for for Nintendo itself to go, hey, you know what, these these aren't bad, maybe we can can put more of this kind of stuff in our games. Uh, I, I can really see the legacy of this game going into something like Super Mario Maker, and the way it makes it relatively easy to to share levels in, in a nintendo way it's uh and yes in a very nintendo way um but basically it just gives you it gives you a, an open space and it says you can design whatever puzzles you want and because it's basically like it's all like little block based pixel based stuff a bunch of people made pixel art because why not there's there's all sorts of classic characters that people made like you can make Mega Man and like Mega Man's NES sprite and and then find ways of turning that into a puzzle so you can climb up to the top of it Uh, just just a lot of really inventive things that people made and to share those things you know it didn't have an online component you weren't you weren't saying hey I'm this creator put in my big friend code or something the the Nintendo like solution for this was QR codes because QR ah, codes, yes. this is 2011. QR codes, you know, they were big. They gotta, you gotta love, use them wherever you can, Chase. People love QR codes. They're they're the best. I I once saw a QR code in the in the window of a building that was like seven floors up. I was like no nobody's phone can reach. Like I can't get enough zoom to even scan was your it, goddamn QR code. How big was it? It, I mean, it was like the size of one window, but it still wasn't like it's so high up. Maybe it was, maybe it's for uh, window cleaning supplies. Maybe yes. Give give the window <laughs> washer somebody. You know, they're like, up there. They can scan it. Oh wow! It's an for window them, washer sure. supplies. Absolutely, God damn. Um, but I think it turned out to be a, a pretty good solution because. Now that a lot of Nintendo's old online services, you think about the Nintendo network connection or whatever the hell they called that, um, and the Miiverse, like all those things have died now, and those things have gone away. All those Super Mario Maker levels are are gone from there. Like they're, they're the ones on the Switch because there's that the the new Nintendo network or whatever they do with it. Um, 
but pushmo levels levels can live forever. I, I have those QR codes saved on my computer, or I have them saved on my phone, or they're even still in the game. I, I went through. It gives you a bunch of, of open spaces that you can make your own levels or download other people's levels uh, by putting in the, the QR codes or scanning the QR codes, and it it's it's a super easy little thing. You can put a little lock on your on your Pushmo puzzle so nobody else can edit it or, or share it further. Uh, but I, I found this feature to be super fun, and I took advantage of it uh, a lot. Yeah, you sent me did you, a couple... Did you play any custom levels? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I sent you mine. No, I... You know, other than the ones that you sent me, uh, I haven't... I, I've said to myself I should probably just do a quick Google search for Pushmo... Levels, yeah, or I, I like have to even just put people... like hashtag hashtag pushmo into Twitter and see mm -hmm. what pops up. I'm sure there's still a ton from that. Um, but yeah, all all of those still work. Like that's a technology that doesn't go away, even if it's obsolete at this point. But it's still around. You can still access it and, and use it. It's not. I mean, it's not like a VCR. <laughs> um, hey, but you but you're a, right. You can use a VCR. Uh, I, I did actually make a, a couple of levels in here. One of them, uh, the, the two that I'm most proud of that I sent you, one is the, the Double Fine logo, the two-headed baby. Uh, I made one that, that looked like that. That I don't think that one was too hard. And then I also made another one that was a, a sprite rip of the uh, Karibo shoe from Super Mario Bros. 3, which I was uh, very excited about. I, I don't think either of mine are, are particularly difficult because they're mostly just like big single shapes. But, but some people made some really, really impressive pieces of art with this thing that also were amazing puzzles. And, and I think that's what really impresses me about Pushmo is how it, it can be both of those things at once. You can have something that looks really cool but also plays like an interesting puzzle. And, uh, and I yeah. just found that immensely fun. Yeah, there's some very uh, complex things people have made. Holy crap. Like this, oh, totally. Uh, I, I have one. Dark Suit Samus someone made? Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Wow. I like that. Hmm. I found one that was like a like Bowser's head. Like it's a, it's like a, like a side view of Bowser's head. And I'm sure they took it from some kind of marketing material that's out there. Uh, but it just it looks really good. And it's got so many different little colors and shapes because the, the pixels are, are shaded in... Mm -hmm. in this way but it is so complex it is a i think it's a six star puzzle which is the the hardest they get and <laughs> i don't know if i ever completed it but it is it's just amazing to look at because you get to like all these different shapes that aren't connected to the same kind of colors so there are all of these boxes that you could pull out and and like mario maker somebody had to actually you have to finish your level before they give you the QR code so they know it can be beatable. Uh, like somebody had to do that. Somebody had to go through this whole puzzle to be able to uh, to be able to put it up there. So it, it just is amazing to me how how people took this and ran with it in 2011, and it, it felt like it lasted for a while. I, I mean, I remember games like uh, WarioWare uh, DIY that was another one of those games like, hey, build your stuff share it with people. I, uh, Nintendo even tried to do a couple of contests where they, they had people submit their little mini games for that, the, the micro game stuff. And it just, it felt like it died within a couple of weeks. P 
people people were into it and then completely out of it. But I, for some reason, I remember Pushmo being something that had enough simplicity in terms of the making mm-hmm. of those levels uh, and enough fervor of people wanting, like people were hungry for more of that content that I feel like that one lasted a lot longer than people expected. Uh, I don't have sales numbers in front of me, but uh, I do know that at least from a critical standpoint, it was it was very well regarded. Uh, in fact, 2011, looking back, was a pretty stacked year for video games yeah. uh, in general, but Pushmo still found a place. So... Uh, as long as you haven't read ahead, Johnny, in my note, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little quiz. Okay. Pushmo uh, was actually the 13th highest rated game um, by Metacritic average, which you know Metacritic has its problems, but for for our purposes here, what are you talking I, about? It's I, I a perfect it's platform. It's sure, yes, it's undeniable how uh, how accurate it is. <laughs> um, so Pushmo tied tied for thirteenth with some other good games, but can you name me any of the other games that came out in twenty eleven that you think would have gotten higher Metacritic scores than Pushmo? Um, let's see here. I know Skyrim came out in two thousand eleven. It did. Skyrim is number two, and I also I did condense. Um, I, I going through the the averages like a game like. Uh, Skyrim that came out on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. I only just picked out Skyrim. Like it, both versions of Skyrim got higher scores than Pushmo, but I'm only counting one of them for for the twelve that are ahead of it. Uh, let's see. We had po- a new Pokemon game in Pokemon Black and White. We did, but that one, uh, but as that you one, know, as we is know, a bad Pokemon game. Oh yeah, that... you were on you were on the Pokemon Black and White episode. That's you right. Were just on. Yeah. See, that's been... how forgettable that game is. God, it really was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon uh, Black and White did not make it above Pushmo. What about uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? I don't think that came out in 2011, did it? Oh, that was for the Windows version, excuse me, sorry. Uh, okay, alright. I was going to say, that seemed a little late for that. There, there, are a couple, there are a couple obvious, more obvious ones that you should say before I give up on this, and we'll, we'll I'll just tell you the list. <laughs> uh, do we get... Was that the year that Injustice came out? Uh, if it did, it's not on the list. Hmm. L.A. Noir came out that year. Okay, not on the list. I didn't think so. That was pretty uh, <laughs> divisive. I really liked L.A. Noir. I liked. I enjoyed it. Oh wait, Chase, hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh. The best game of all time, Duke Nukem Forever, came out in 2011. Mm. That's, that's got to be number one on the list, right? No, not not quite, Johnny. Let, let mm. me run down this list for yes, you. Yes, please. Um, so, number 12, Forza Motorsport 4. Number 11 was Gears of War 3. Number 10 was Little Big Planet 2. Number 9 was Rayman Origins. Uh, 8 was Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Seven was the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus collection that came out for PS3. Um, number six was the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Uh, number five feels wrong. Like it's it's Mass Effect Two, but that like Mass Effect Two came out in 2010, so that must have been a different version or like a PC version or something that that came out then. Um, number four was the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Uh, 
Portal 2 was number three. That's that's the big one. I feel like you missed Portal 2, man. Oh, I thought that was yeah. 2010 in my head. No, for some I, it was the same year as Skyrim. I was doing a different podcast at the time, and uh, we debated for a very long time what was the best game of Portal 2. 2011. And I, yes, I was absolutely on Portal 2. Uh, I think I had bad reasoning back then. I was in college. I was young and dumb. Um, but I was like, you can't, you can't play co-op in Skyrim. Portal 2's got co-op. Okay, Game of the year. Chase, <laughs> you're not wrong about it being a better game, but your reasoning leaves yeah, my, a little my something to be desired. My reasoning was bad. Although, I, I still submit that that co-op is extremely good in Portal 2. Oh, it's fantastic. Just not, not the but reason it is better no, than Skyrim. I mean, the writing alone. Yes. But also, as... as Maybe our listeners here don't know because I don't have to talk about Bethesda games on a Gamers on the Go. Uh, you know, can play Skyrim, I talk about on the Skyrim on the Switch. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Um, but on our other show that we do, I'm a pretty well-known Bethesda hater at this point. That is that has been learned behavior with, with good reason. I I think. I think so. Thank you for saying so. Uh, but number one was Batman: Arkham City, which uh, which a lot of people love that game. Can Can I make a confession here? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I've never quite understood why people love the Arkham games so much. I've played three of them, the good ones. Ooh, you, uh, you put more time in than I did. And uh, I was like, okay, this seems fine. I love Batman. He's one of my favorite superheroes, but... Who doesn't love Batman? I just, yeah. I mean, we don't have to dwell on it, but... Yeah. I, I, I only played... This is a uh, safe space for me to make that confession. Absolutely. I, this is the safest space for that. I only played Arkham Asylum, the first one, and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I, I liked the the detective stuff. I liked the, the smaller areas and, and having that kind of intimate experience. So when the next one was, hey, it's an open world, it's Arkham City, I went, nah, I'm fine. I, that's not what I came to this game for. Uh, I, I liked... I liked the more close encounter stuff, going through a little prison area, um, and and just those other games didn't do that for me, so I jumped off at that point. Um, but that combat, people people liked that Batman combat. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Like the the era of Assassin's Creed and Batman countering all the all the attacks that came come at you. It was a it was a decent time for games. Um. But also, like, this is still pretty early in the 3DS's time, I think, right? Like, the year uh, it came out. Yeah, so th- this was so it was later. This was, uh, did I say, I know I said 2011. Did I say when in 2011? I don't think I did. I, I can look that up for you. Okay. Uh, I feel like it was something like... October 5th, 2011. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. <laughs> Probably because it is right. Um... But and I think, the, yeah, 3ds had come out in March of yeah. that year. So, and we remember. I, I know I've talked about it on the show. I know I definitely talked about it on the on the best uh, 3ds games of all time show. But the 3ds did not come out swinging. No, it did not. It it, it had it so had a lot of games. Nintendo had to give you free video games. Yeah, yeah. By way it of apology. It had a lot of games that came out at the initial launch, uh, some of which were pretty good, most of which weren't, and and didn't have like the big firepower titles that you were hoping for. Like it didn't have a, a real Mario game to to show as a as a showpiece, uh, 
and, and I think that really soured a lot of people's opinions. And, and I think this was the time that Nintendo was getting wishy-washy with their messaging and saying, oh, it's it's launch window. It's not launch, it's launch window. There's Look at this mm-hmm. launch window that's going to have so many great games in it. Mario Kart's coming. It's like, yeah, but it's not here. So why do I need to pick one of these things up? And... And Pushmo, I think, was a reason that people started picking up their 3DSs. Like, after that initial launch, we, we went through just a bunch of kind of shovelware as people tried to get on the 3DS train. That shovelware just... on a Nintendo platform? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And not even Shovel Knight. That came much later. Um, sorry, yes. that's, a, that's a bad joke. <laughs> but there was a, just a real dearth of, of quality content until until June. June was when uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time 3D came out. But but that's also a game that people have played before. That's a that's a remaster, a good remaster. People enjoyed it a lot. But that is that's not like a new system seller in my opinion. I, I think it was for some people, but it's like I give me the new experiences for this. Yeah. Game. And, and we just didn't really get that. November was Super Mario 3D Land, um, and and that was that was a while. I was like, if this thing came out in March, that's a long time for people to go without anything. Yeah. Um, so it was really these these small downloadable games. I think about like the the 3D classics, the the Kirby's Adventure uh, was a first 3D classic that came out that was again a, a port of an of an old NES game. But it was something. Uh, Mario Kart came out uh, later. Mario Kart Seven. Uh, you had Pushmo. You mentioned the Ambassador Program with those those different games. Um, and I think it was in December that uh, some some higher up indie games like uh, Mighty Switch Force and VVV VVV came out and and really started to solidify. Okay, this thing has a pretty good library. And then it was the next year yeah. that I think things really popped off and you had yeah. games like took, Fire Emblem coming in. It took a little while. I mean, did. I didn't get a 3DS for years after it came out. Um, and it wasn't until my sister thought hers broke because the thumb the thumb pad stopped working. Mm. And she, she gave it to me because she bought a new one. And I took it apart and it was just a little gasket in there. I was able to smooth out, and it worked perfectly fine after that. And then I got the the 3DS XL after that. Um, nice. But yeah, I wasn't exactly um, chomping at the bit to go pick one of these up initially, um, just because it had such a lukewarm. Totally. You know, first I, year. I mean, I, I was definitely regretting my purchase when I got it. I I had looked at what was there. Uh, again, I was on that different podcast at the time called World Eight that you can't find anymore or I hope you can't find anymore <laughs> and uh, I remember saying on that podcast I, I just don't see anything here that I'm excited by like am I, am I supposed to get excited for a, a port of Street Fighter 4 on a 3DS nah yes. that's fine I don't need that yes. I mean I did buy that game and I ended up liking that game because uh, Guile could just do flash kicks by the, doing touching the touch screen you didn't even have to do the motions that game was so broken oh my god <laughs> it was good it was good it was bad, but it was good. Um, and then, and then one of my favorite 3DS games that was also a launch game is that Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Shadow Wars, which uh, that's that's some tactical turn-based combat that was extremely good. I need to do an episode on that because that that game that game rules. Um, but yeah, I, I was regretting it. I, I was having more fun playing DS games, late game, late stage DS games like Dragon Quest Nine 
or or Pokemon Black and White at the time. Not Black and White too. That not that one. <laughs> not not you. But uh, the original Black and White wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a game like Pushmo and, and some of those other games really helped to to ferry people over until we got to 2012, where the bigger stuff came in. Um, so, but this game was kind of a warm up for Intelligent Systems. We we know when we mentioned a couple of the other games that they've done, um, Fire Emblem Awakening, Paper Mario Sticker Star, uh, and then they also did a sequel to Pushmo that came out. I think a year or two years, a year. Uh, I've, I've got it right November here. November 2012. Yes, November 2012, and that uh, game is called Crashmo. So let's talk quickly about Crashmo. Uh, you have not played Crashmo, so probably going to leave it to me a little bit here, and that's okay because there's not a whole lot to say, in my opinion. Uh, Crashmo also got a different name in different regions. That's I would say is better. Uh, in Europe and Australia, it's called Fall Blocks. F-A-L-L-B-L-O-X and in Japan it is called Hiku Otsu which, uh, which is push fall those are the, again you just telling me what the mechanics are um, and makes makes a lot of sense uh, but yeah that came out in November of 2012 it, it really does like on first blush look exactly like Pushmo you know, like, what, what's the difference of this game it still stars Malo you still have this puzzle of these flat kind of pixel voxel shapes that, that's in front of him, but then you'll realize that the shapes aren't actually stuck to the back wall. They're in the middle of the of the uh, like play field for you. They're in the middle of this little grid, and you now have full camera control. You can look all around the the puzzle, and that's that's weird. What, what what's going on here? And when you try to pull one of these blocks out, it doesn't just pull another unit out it doesn't extend it further it actually physically moves the block forward and it it takes advantage of gravity so if there's a block that's above it that doesn't have anything supporting it from underneath that block will now crash to the ground oh crash see, that's, what the, that's what the names <laughs> see the the blocks fall and that's why it's called fall blocks in in europe and australia Get it? I think so. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, so that was that was the game, main game mechanic. Is is now you still have to get to the top of these structures, but you have to push, pull, and shift these different pieces around to make them fall in the right order to allow you to jump up and and do the stair step kind of thing back up to the top. And it was like it's it. I thought it was pretty cool to start with. It, it's it's a different mechanic. I still had pushmo in the brain, so the your your pushmo skills are pretty much no good here. They they might help you out initially, but you'll quickly realize, wait a minute, this this doesn't quite work. Uh, one of the other features of pushmo is that, that it would also have a little um, reset button on the bottom that you could hit mm -hmm. at any time, and it would just shove all the blocks back into the wall, and you could start fresh. Um, you would i don't there were very few cases where you absolutely had to do that uh, oh because we forgot to mention a different another feature of the original push button, and that's the rewind feature yes. yes if you if you missed a jump uh or if you pushed in a block 
a, a while ago that was, wasn't supposed to be pushed in and you might have messed something up, you can just hold the left trigger uh, and it will rewind you a certain amount of time uh, that you could kind of customize. You could hold it to, to go longer uh, and, and you can go fix your mistake. But those things were, were like quality of life things. You didn't necessarily have to do those things to, to be able to beat these levels, but it was nice that they were there. Mostly you could kind of correct your mistakes in the moment if you needed to. I could, I could push in this block. If I pulled this block out too far, you just push it right back in, no problem. Um, in Crashmo, you didn't have that. <laughs> um, if you, you start over? You'd have to start over. I did have a rewind feature as well. But okay. it wasn't just, I can't just like pull, put that block back in because this other one's already fallen down. And Crashmo had many more, just because of what the game was, the mechanics of the game where stuff's falling, it had many more instances of, well, you fucked up, so now you have to reset the puzzle. Or now you have to use your rewind to get the puzzle back to the way it was. Uh, it was a lot more trial and error than, than Pushmo was. And I, I personally did not like that at all. I, I felt like it was, it just felt wrong. Also, one of the other things I loved, loved about Pushmo is that these were pictures. I was starting with this big picture, especially in all the, the levels that I downloaded with QR codes, that I, I'm building off this, I, I'm just pulling out these pieces, but if you look back, it's always still that same pixel art that you're looking mm -hmm. at. With Crashmo, it could start that way, but then you're manipulating all the pieces and by the end of it, it, it looks unrecognizable. And, and that was also kind of a bummer to me. And when I tried to build levels, levels felt so much more complex because these blocks could go anywhere. They could be moved forward or back or side to side. And it just, it, I guess for, for a person who got into that style of game, there was probably a lot there for them. Like there, again, there were a ton of levels, had the same kind of QR code features where people could share levels but I just didn't get into it. And I, I don't begrudge the game for doing that because what are you going to do with Pushmo? You can't... Like, Pushmo had a level editor that anybody could make new levels for. You can't just... Like, it's, it's done. You, you yeah. didn't need to make a Pushmo 2 because you could just keep playing Pushmo 1. So I understand why they had to make a different kind of game, but I feel like the design principles from Pushmo did not did not work as well when it came to a game like Crash Mo. And that and that was kind of a bummer to me. Uh, but thankfully I had plenty of other games to play at that point like uh, like Fire Emblem. But let's say you weren't a handheld gamer and you had a Wii U in 2014, let's say, a couple of years after Crash Mo would have come out. Uh, they the intelligence systems wasn't done. It's like they had a game for you. You could play Pushmo World. They, they brought a... It, it basically was... I I never played this game because I just didn't play many games on my Wii U. But it's... Yeah, that's very true. Um, this game is Pushmo. I just don't... I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a remaster or a rehash of the original. I think they're all brand new levels. And I think it's supposed to be something like 250 new levels. But... Uh, it it's also just Pushmo again. <laughs> I got, right. Like I have that game. I don't need to play it on my Wii U. The the only real innovation that they had is that they had Miiverse integration with the Wii U. So you, not only could you share things by QR code, 
but you could share things online and, and go and find people's levels and download them there. And that's cool until the Miiverse shuts down in 2017. And then they're gone forever. So those, yeah, those things are gone. Well, I mean, again, they're not completely gone. You could still find somebody's QR code. They could they could go back into their Wii U, get the QR code, and post it online somewhere. Uh, so it's a good thing we have QR codes. But... Uh, Thank God. Yeah. Uh, nobody's doing that. You're right about that. Um, and then there's Stretch Mode, which came out uh, for back on the 3DS. This was in 2015. Kind of like a kind of like a stealth release, I would say at this point. I I don't think people really knew this game was coming, and uh, and I think it's I think it's interesting how they tried to split the difference between the push mode that you know and love, and then the crash mode that is, hey, this game has new mechanics. It's a different kind of game, and they really did try to find that middle ground here. Stretch mode, which uh, also had different names and different regions uh it was called full blocks in uh in europe and australia that's f-u-l-l-b-l-o-x and then uh in japan and i didn't i could not find a uh translation for it but it is hikudasu hipaland sounds nice hikudasu hipaland yeah sounds all right um but stretchmo i think actually is an appropriate name for this game because the idea basically is pushmo. It's kind of both. It's weird how how this game really does split the difference. So it does have a shape in the middle of the screen, similar to a uh, middle of the grid, similar to the way Crashmo does things. But you can also pull out these pieces. You're not you're not pulling out the whole pieces. You're uh, expanding them. You're extending them like you did in pushmo. The difference is you can extend the pieces by two units in any direction. So you're actually stretching the pieces instead of just pulling them out or pushing them out. So you can pull out two spaces, two units of of extension from the front and then go around to the back of the piece and pull out two units of extension from the back and then go to the side of the piece and pull out two units of extension from the side. So it is, it's interesting in that the pieces that you get to start with are where they are. You you cannot move those pieces like in crash mode, but you can keep extending those out uh, to a maximum of two two extra spaces of any of these different pieces. So it does, it tries to kind of have its cake and eat it too. It's, Similar to Pushmo, especially the beginning when they're tutorializing things, they tutorialize it just like Pushmo to show you, oh, hey, see how you can make little stair steps to get up to the top. And then they they start to layer on those mechanics of like, oh, look, you can't get up through the front way. I wonder what you can do. Maybe try pulling it from the side. And and then you see it, it getting pulled out. So it's it's an interesting idea. The the problem, I think, from a mechanical standpoint that I had is that when you're pulling stuff out from the side, it it felt a little um, it felt a little inconsistent with the way those things worked. So say you had like an L shape mm-hmm. on the on the ground or mm, no, let's let's say it's like a like a Tetris T space, you know, you know, the Tetris T piece. So let's mm-hmm. say it's on the ground, but it's like on its side. 
So it's like three blocks high, and then one is coming out the middle to the left or something like that. So if I tried to stretch that piece from the side, from that left side, I'm only pulling out one block, like from from the bottom. I'm only stretching that one. So the middle T part, this is very hard to explain on an audio podcast I'm <laughs> finding out, but it wouldn't pull out the entire side. But if I went to the other side that's three, that's a flat surface, that's just three blocks high and doesn't have anything protruding from the side of it, if I tried pulling that out, that pulls out all three, uh, like all three heights. It, it pulls It pulls them all out at the same time. So it felt a little inconsistent on like huh. what can get pulled out from the sides at any one time or from the front or back. And and that frustrated me. I know there was a method to the madness, but it wasn't something that I really wanted to engage with. Because with any of these games that, that came after Pushmo, as I'm playing them, I'm thinking, I'd just rather play Pushmo. And then I just go back to Pushmo and, yeah. and download a couple new levels and play that, and that's what I—that was my happy place. So it's it kind of—it kind of sucks for Intelligent Systems that they got it so right on the first try, and also made it so infinitely replayable that we didn't need any of these sequels, and yet it was successful. So naturally, Nintendo and I'm sure Intelligent Systems thought, well, we need to make new games in this series. But we just didn't need them. And that's that's kind of the bummer, and and I feel the same way about uh, about a game like Box Boy that we mentioned that you know Hal Laboratories made their own kind of here's our little puzzle game as a little experiment just to get some experience on the 3DS, and I really love the original Box Boy, and then I just kind of got burned out on Box Box Boy and Box Boy and Box Girl and there's another one in the middle of there that I cannot remember the name of. Bye Bye Box Boy, that's what it's called. Uh, You you just get burned out on that. Like I I really liked this as a small experiment and then I thought you were done and you would have moved on to a new experiment but it was successful so you're in that cycle of having to keep building new new things of those. Back to Stretchmo though. One of the one of the really cool things about Stretchmo is that they they adopted this interesting pricing structure. The 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 innovation didn't really come from the game itself. It Free came from how they sold it. Free to start. Uh, it had a little tutorial area that had small handful of levels, something like ten maybe, that just taught you the mechanics of how how that game works. Shows you the stretching and and how you can do some different things there how it changes how it's different from pushmo but how it is similar to pushmo and then it would say okay well we have four packs of levels here uh, that that cost anywhere between three dollars and five dollars here's this main big pack that'll give you a bunch of levels and it's five bucks but then here are these smaller packs of levels that are more specifically themed like there was a pack of levels that had uh enemies in them that you'd have to dodge dodge around, which is interesting. That's not something that's... There are no enemies in Pushmo or Crashmo, so it was is interesting there, to see... Uh, is there block show. degradation you have to worry about? No, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as a Fire Emblem studio, you'd think they'd put that in there, but thankfully, no. Um, there was one that was... I'm sure they, they understood that people were making sprites out of into into pushmo puzzles so they did that themselves like here's an nes pack 
that has a bunch of a bunch of Nintendo sprites in it that you can buy for three bucks. Uh, here's like some super challenging puzzle. That's that's three bucks. So you could buy any of those individually, or you could buy the entire pack for a reduced rate of ten dollars. And this came out after Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, I believe. But that game was a was another game where Nintendo experimented with price. Did you did you ever play or see anything about Rusty's Real Deal Baseball? Huh. So it was another 3DS downloadable game, and the idea was it, it's like a bunch of baseball mini games. And Rusty is like a down on his luck dog who's a, a shop owner, uh, or like a baseball equipment shop owner. And when <laughs> he would, you could haggle with him. You could actually haggle for the price of these mini games. So you could buy new games, but <laughs> you could talk him down for for real money. For real You're money? talking him down for real money. Uh, you could talk him down and and buy these mini games at a lower rate if you just talk to him a little bit, or you could buy the whole pack of them, which is interesting. I, <laughs> this is That's... this is again Nintendo being a little experimental on the 3DS. Uh, even though this is much later in the 3DS's lifespan. But Pushmo did a similar thing, where it was here, it, you, know, you weren't haggling, but it was, you can just buy this piecemeal. Or uh, there's, uh, I think about like the Mii Plaza, that had those extra games that they added in, the slot cars and the like, the big army, the Mii army fights that you could do. And those premium games were also something that you could buy piecemeal. And maybe you could even... I think you could kind of haggle something with the the little rabbit that was in the meat plaza. I can't I can't quite remember. Uh, but I, I like this was a time where Nintendo was cool to experiment with. You know, hey, it's just three or five bucks, but like, what if you could pay two fifty for it instead? Would you buy it then? I, who knows? I don't know. Like, why not? I'll buy it for two fifty. I'm getting a fifty cent deal. <laughs> and I think that's kind of interesting. And it's something that I, I feel like they're even continuing to this day. I mean, Fire Emblem has DLC that I don't think they do particularly well because most of it costs a lot and doesn't give you a whole ton in return for what you buy. Uh, but then we also have something like Smash Brothers, and I think they've done a pretty good job there with their fighters passes and then able to buy those me fighter costumes at, at specific rates and... Uh, Nintendo has gotten into DLC, and I think part of that is like Stretch Mode is a part of that legacy, and Push Mode by extension is also part of that legacy. So that's kind of interesting to me. Johnny, I think that's about it. Like, it's like these are these are pretty simple games, uh, especially the original Push Mode. Kind of what you see is what you get. You you play that game, and it's 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 that game. But I. I find it to be a, a really strong puzzle game in Nintendo's library. It is. Uh, and in the 3DS's library. It's uh, it's up there with Picross 3D. Definitely. For me. Absolutely. Um, let me let me look real quick. Let me go to let me get a, go to that good old gamersonthego.com and see where Pushmo got placed because I don't remember and now I'm feeling pretty self-conscious like uh oh did I not put push them in my top 10 because it probably deserves to be in there i don't think i put it in my top 10 that'd be, that'd be very scary to me 
Okay, I found it. Let's let's see. Let's let's remember. One was Fire Emblem Awakening. Two was Fire Emblem Shadows of Valentia. Three was SteamWorld Iced. Four was Link Between Worlds. Five was Pokemon XY. Bravely Default. Dragon Ball Fusions. Fire Emblem Fates. Monster Hunter Stories. Super Mario 3D Land. It didn't make the top ten. It was fourteen. It was fourteen. I put it, I put it right right under Mario Kart Seven. Right above Animal Crossing New Leaf. I feel okay about that. I feel. I think that's. I think that's fine. But yes, definitely one of the top 25 3DS games to come out. Should absolutely play it. Um, Johnny, any any final words about Pushmo before we go into our other discussions? Um, I'm half tempted to play the other ones, even though I, I know they're not as good. Yeah, I, I think if you go in to Crashmo with an open mind, there is something cool there. And if you wrap your head around what it's trying to do, that you'll have a you'll have an enjoyable time stretchmo i think i think stretchmo tries to do too much and and that game i i don't think is is quite there but but crashmo if you kind of blank out everything you know about pushmo and go and play crashmo i think you'd enjoy it okay i mean they all reviewed well not they did not as not as well as uh pushmo did but uh none of them had anything below uh, an 80 yeah. on Metacritic. So. These are just solid, well-made games, e- even if I think the first one is, is really the only one that requires your time. Sure. Well, cool. I think we'll leave it at that. We'll do we'll do a short episode this time. Johnny, thank you for coming on. Um, as we've having. mentioned a couple times during the podcast, you and I are on a, a different podcast with our friend friend yeah friend associate uh, associate co-host sure um acquaintance guy we know total stranger uh bobby thieves and we have we have a fun we have a pretty fun time doing that and you can find that at casualhour.com yep casualhour.com anchor no. anchor.fm slash the casual hour that's right we we got rid of our website we're just anchor uh, at the casual hour on Twitter, if you want to talk to us there. Um, but yeah, you can hear us. We we do that show every week. It comes out on Fridays. Uh, Anchor is our host, as Johnny said, and that's that's more of like just general video game talk. Um, you know, during during COVID nineteen, during uh, protests and things like that, we've we've kind of just been just gone to hey, what have you been playing? Let's talk about some news, but when things are a little calmer we do also do a couple of different kinds of shows uh, i think the next show we'll be doing when this podcast goes up is our preview for july all the games all the yeah. all the games that we find interesting that are coming out in july and uh, those those episodes are fun to do and then once a month we usually do a deep dive where one of the three of us will research a topic and and bring it to the other ones and kind of teach them present them with some new information that they don't know. Uh, episodes of that have ranged anything from um, from uh, you did like the history of Bungie mm-hmm. and, or the history of Bungie pre-Halo, which, yep. uh, which was good. Um, I've done ones on uh, Nintendo peripherals like the N- Nintendo 64 transfer pack that worked with Pokemon Stadium and some other games. Um, so that, th- those are the kinds of topics that you would get when you when you listen to some of that stuff. You did one on... Did you do one on Kojima? You did one on Kojima, We right? did one on Kojima. That's right. And then the most recent one was about the history of Chocobos, which was... Right. 
incredibly fascinating for yes. everyone. And History of Chocobos. <laughs> uh, we did the Bobby did one on the Zelda timeline, mm-hmm. uh, which, which made perfect sense. Totally, yeah. He's, he's definitely into that. Uh, but that's fun. Yes. So so come and listen to that. Uh, and uh, as for Gamers on the Go, you can go to gamersonthego.com. Uh, you can find this episode and all the other episodes that we've done. Uh, you can find the list for the top 25 3DS games of all time. You can find my personal list, even though I ran down most of it, of my favorite 3DS games of all time. Uh, and that, that was fun, doing that with Matt. I would like to do more kinds of, of episodes like that. Probably, probably don't want to burn out and do one immediately, but uh, you know, the Game Boy Advance is right there. Love to talk about the Game Boy Advance. The DS is right there. Game Boy. I'd have to get a Game Gear, but <laughs> like, why no, not? Let's don't. do it. Let's do a Game Gear episode. Uh, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get like one of those mini Game Gears that are way oh, too small that only have like that. four games on them. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do that. Maybe I'll just play the Game Gear games that are on Virtual Console for 3DS. There you go. I'll play a bad <laughs> version. Eh, it's not a bad version. It's just a lesser version of Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. It's fine. It it's works. Still, still that game. Though. Still that game. Still great music. Just not in as good a quality. <laughs> um, or you could uh, definitely tweet us at GOTG Podcast uh, and then uh, GOTG Podcast at gmail.com, I believe, is our is our email if you want to type in a suggestion for a game that we should talk about or tell us why I'm wrong about Crashmo and, and Stretchmo, feel free. Love to hear from you. Johnny, uh, anything specific for you that you uh, want to mention? Places uh, on the internet, things that you're doing? No. No? At, at Jamazich on Twitter, okay. but I, I don't post as much as I do. Just follow. So I think I think that's smart. Like staying, You should stay off Twitter as much as possible. We all should. Yeah. And Safe most social media platforms, for that matter. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on. Uh, you suggesting to talk about Pushmo got me to play Pushmo again, uh, which was nice. I love I love playing Pushmo. So it was, was... Uh, a nice little break from playing The Last of Us Part Two last Oof. time. Yeah. Much lighter experience. Well, the, the, yeah, the tone. They have very similar tones. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know... In Crashmo, you can get crushed by blocks that fall, and in The Last of Us Two, you get people your can get crushed. crushed by things. Yeah, oh, like that too. Yeah, uh huh. Oh boy, we'll leave it there. Thank you all for listening to this episode on Pushmo. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back soon with another episode. Johnny, I'd love to have you on again. Uh, we'll Happy to figure do out it. another game to talk about. I know, I know, we've got a couple couple still in the vault that we'll uh, mull over and figure out what to do next but you will definitely be revealed at a later date yeah definitely thanks all